This episode of the Chapter Next podcast is being brought to you by our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. Pump 5 delivers quality car service directly to our members' cars. Do you hate going to the gas station? Our specially trained service providers will bring the gas directly to your car. Do you have no time to have your car detailed? Do you need tire services? Our members use our app to have our service providers bring their skills directly to their cars wherever their car is parked. So how does your morning look? Do you have to take the kids to school? Do you have to get up at ungodly hours to go to work? Are you desperately missing those last 20 minutes of sleep because you know you told yourself the night before that you had to go to the gas station? Well, our members enjoy a life where they can just get up, walk outside, get into their freshly cleaned, full tank cars, and go about their day. We want you to be able to enjoy that too. So be sure to check our website at www.pump5, that's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E dot com. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson. I'm a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, and right now I'm just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. Hello, everybody. My name is Talithia Thompson, and I would like to welcome you to the Chapter Next podcast, where we are in the habit of regularly finding and celebrating women that are over 40 that are literally going after building the life of their dreams. Not saying there's anything wrong with the life they have, because there isn't. Honestly, by the time you get to 40, if your kids are still alive, if you have not burned down the house, if you haven't poisoned anybody and you are still a societally functioning human being, you are winning. So everything past that is extra. Let's not overlook that. So let's celebrate that too. But what I'm talking about more specifically are women that went through the steps of building their lives. They have successful careers. They may be married and happily married about that. They may not be. They may have children that are adults or older kids or even babies. They may have decided, I want to go after this motherhood thing and decided to do it as mom in their 40s. And to those women, I say hats off to you. You are definitely in need of a celebration. So give me a call or reach out to me on the podcast. We need to celebrate you. But my point is the goal is to make it so that you can feel free and feel comfortable looking at the life that you have built, the life that you decided just for whatever reason up until now, this is where you are. But you know you have that nagging thing in the back of your head that you want to accomplish or that other thing that you want to go after or that dream that you had all those years ago and you were looking at it and it made sense then and somehow it got away from you and now you've decided to go after it. So that is what we do here. We celebrate women that look at the lives that they have built for themselves and they decided to go after whatever their dream is. So congratulations to you. So today I would like to spend a little bit more time talking about something that we kind of touched on in my interview with Kalita Williams. So if you haven't heard it yet, Kalita is a fantastic photographer. She has always been. In fact, I believe her interview is number four. So if you haven't heard her, hop over episode number four. And one of the things we were talking about was how you hear about how people launch a business and then throughout that time or whatever their goal is, launch a business, go back to school, whatever their goal is, start a new job, So you hear about the beginning, right? You hear when they launch and I did this great thing. And then a lot of times you'll hear at the end or the highlights, you'll hear, yay, they got some kind of funding or yay, they graduated from school. And you don't really hear much about the middle. But honestly, if you think about it, a lot of that happens on TV too. (laughs) It's like 
you'll kind of see this person deciding, hey, I'm going to do this wonderful thing. And then you cut in the next scene. They're in the middle of whatever the consequences were or whatever the, the win was for that particular circumstance. So what I want to focus on, and I plan to do it once a month, it's what I'll call the messy middle. And my goal here is to point out all of the things that go on from the time you begin until the time you get to whatever the next major milestone is or until the time when you accomplish that. One part of that for me is to be sure to add a level of transparency to this whole thing. I don't want anybody to look at whatever this next goal is or whatever this next thing is that you're planning to go after as this pie in the sky achievement that will just happen. There will have to be work involved. And so I want you all to be able to appreciate that as well. And even if, honestly, if you don't get anything else from this podcast, me calling attention to the fact that there is quite a few things that go on in the middle. If that's all you get from it, I'll be grateful. (laughs) Because I think when you get caught up in whatever that accomplishment is, you don't always think about all of the things that'll go along with it. And even if you do plan for those things, there's still so many other things that you couldn't have planned for. So I really want us to be able to bring attention to the fact that there's a whole middle point from point A to point B or from point A to point Z. And I'd like for us to be able to, we'll definitely have some accountability. That's one part of this for me. I intend to share a few of the things that I'm working on just in different aspects of my life. So if you all hear this 30 days from now, 90 days from now, or my 100th episode, (laughs) you can be like, hey, Talithia, how'd that thing go? And I can let you know if you aren't able to catch the messy middle episode of that month. So the accountability piece, I definitely am looking forward to. But I'd also be able to, I'd like the idea of being able to show you what I'm doing as I go from point A to point B with the different areas of my life right now. So you all will be able to keep up with this. (laughs) It's my intention to do it once a month. So this is the messy middle episode number one. (laughs) So some of the things that I'm working on now, just as my health, that's one of the things that I'm kind of definitely having a really good time, like focusing on and making changes to and figuring out ways to not be beating up my body quite so much. So that's one of the things we'll be talking about. I'll also be talking about Pump 5, which is my business that I launched back in 2018. So we'll hear a little bit more about that. I will talk a little bit more about the chapter next. So this podcast, I've got a few things that I'm kind of working on as it's still a relatively new podcast. It's been so much fun and lots of surprises with that. I'll get back to those in a minute. But that is definitely one of the major things in my life right now. And I'm also going to focus a little bit more on, I just call it me. So just the things that I'm doing right now to get to the next level as far as my personal development and just different things that I've got going on. So my health, let's start with that. I don't know if I've shared it before, but I have, well, my doctor told me a few years ago that I have hypothyroidism. So my thyroid is in there and there's something about the way I'm eating and the way and things in my lifestyle that are making my thyroid not be able to function the way it needs to be. And if you know anything at all about bodies, you know that that affects everything. There's no one thing in your body that can only affect that one thing. And your thyroid is very big as far as like just how your hormones are processed in your body and how the rest of your body responds to it. So that is something that I am actively working on. I've been doing a little more research. And one of the things that I saw, I don't know if you guys have seen, it's on YouTube, Joe Cross, and his video is Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. And what he kind of talks about is 
how he had another autoimmune disease where his body was pretty much attacking itself. And it was not always, he couldn't tell where it was from. I mean, he had gone to different doctors. And honestly, my path for figuring out the things with my body sounded a lot like his, where you go to different doctors and you get different answers. And I'm really, honestly, something else to make note of at this point is it's really interesting to see how traditional medicine handles thyroid issues. There's a lot to be said for just the need there. (laughs) I don't necessarily know if traditional doctors necessarily understand the thyroid for whatever reason. And and I'm not saying that to make it a negative thing, just pointing out the fact that, side note, if you do have issues with your thyroid, go get a naturopathic doctor or a holistic doctor. They have a stronger understanding of what's going on. I'm off subject here. Let's get back to the messy middle. So as far as my thyroid issues, one of the things I found from watching that movie, but also just other research that I did is one of the things he mentioned was how when you're a kid and you fall and you scrape your knee a week or two later, you can tell that your body pretty much heals itself. You don't have to do anything about it. I mean, sure, usually someone in your life will probably put some antibiotic on it and cover it with a bandage for a couple days. But after a while, you even have to take the Band-Aid off to allow your body to heal. And his thing was, if his body can do that on the outside all by itself, what can our bodies do on the inside without us purposely doing stuff to beat it up, pretty much? That's not how he said it. That's my translation. But <laughs> So one of the things that I've been focusing on is I want to do a 90-day juice fast, I guess, or juice cleanse. Not really a fast, but a 90-day juice cleanse. And my goal is to find largely green juices, but not only green juices, but juices, fruits and vegetables, and to see what my body does to heal itself. So now I'm on day 10, I think. I started last week, well, the week before now, last week, Sunday. And honestly, the first week or so, it went great. I did a great job. I was surprised at how difficult it was, which was pretty exciting. And then last week, Thursday, I had a friend coming to town and I'm a part of the Fixing Queens book club, y'all. I actually mentioned that quite a bit on my Facebook page. So feel free to hop over and check that out if you want. I talk about it a lot and we travel all over the place, but we had our meet and greet here in town. And so we were walking around at Gurney Mills, one of the malls not too far from here. And I had my little bag of juices because up until then, all week last week, I was just drinking juice. And that was actually probably when I had my first major challenge. It was no fun sitting in Rainforest Cafe with my little bag of juices. So what I did decide with no shame at all is that I may have a meal or two within this next 90 days. It definitely won't be the norm. And it probably won't even be very close together where I'm not juicing. I'm not going to go out again with a bunch of friends under those circumstances with my bag of juice. That's what that means. So (laughs) other than that, I really haven't had that hard a time of kind of keeping it up. And I'll tell you, one of the things folks don't mention is like by like day two or three, I understood to whatever degree what it means to detox. Because for those couple days, I did feel like choking people. (laughs) And like, you just feel awful. And I had a headache and it was just this weird, I can't even really explain it, like a cloud or fog that I was kind of experiencing. And I'm pretty sure it was just from like the different toxins that I was dealing with, seeing as how now I was just doing like organic juices and water. So once that was over, I'd say like day three, day four, the fog cleared away and I felt fantastic. That's actually pretty common as well. I feel like I heard that from other people that you do feel a lot better, but I felt better to the point where I didn't even realize how bad I was feeling. (laughs) I didn't realize how little energy I did have. I didn't notice how bad things were going. So 
that is kind of where I was. So then Thursday was fine. Friday when I actually ate a decent meal. And then Saturday I ate again. I'll, you know, within those days, I was still doing the juicing. So on Saturday, I had a meal as well. We went and visited a vineyard. It was actually really gorgeous. Here again, check my Facebook page. I talked about that a lot. The Wallersheim Winery. It's in Wisconsin. So it was beautiful and we got a tour and all kinds of wonderful things. But I ate while I was there. I had a meal. And at one point, we had pretzels to go along with all the, <laughs> the different samples we were getting. So, And I, I don't feel bad about that either. So then when I resumed the juicing, just strictly juicing on Sunday, it was like I started over again. (laughs) So it wasn't good that I, quote, started over again. But here again, if I know if I'm going to do this thing for 90 days, it won't be because I'm sitting out at a restaurant with my friends hating this whole plan. And I don't even mind adjusting it as my lifestyle. It's just that will be a part of this 90-day juicing, your juice cleanse. So... That's a part of it. The issues of my thyroid led to me juicing for 90 days and doing lots more water. But I also worked in a few fun fitness activities. I like swimming. There's a self-defense class that I've been taking, Krav Maga, at Chase Taekwondo in Krav Maga School in Racine, Wisconsin. So they've been awesome. And I've been learning how to beat the snot out of people or at least just protect myself if in the event I ever need to. My walking daily. I've also gotten in the habit of stretching every day. I've entered the phase of my life where apparently you can hurt your back from sitting down, which doesn't make sense to me. Like, I'm 45, which is very interesting. I still have to remind myself of that. I don't feel 45. That's neither here nor there. But I literally hurt my back, y'all, from sitting in the car. I was sitting in the car and I guess something about the way I was sitting was poor posture. And I got home and for about a week, my back has been hurting. And I wasn't lifting anything. I didn't put anything down, just sitting. So I've also decided to include stretching in that whole changing my juicing, moving around more, and just stretching my muscles to make them do whatever I need them to for as long as I am here on earth and I need my body to work. So those are my goals for my health. As far as Pump 5, we are relaunching, which I feel really good about. It wasn't a conscious decision to relaunch when I first got started. Earlier this year, my truck broke down, the truck we had. And I think part one of that, this whole like story that we need to talk about is just if you have a business that is largely dependent on your truck working, you definitely want to be sure to have more than one truck. So that is a part of the relaunch. But I didn't plan on it. When the truck broke down initially, I was just going to rebuild the business the way I had been running it. Oh, and I don't know if I explained Pump 5 to you all. So what we are is an app-driven, membership-based fuel delivery service. Well, automotive service. We literally deliver gas to our customers' vehicles. And just recently, we added a couple more services where we'll do like on-site auto detailing and tire services. And we'll work that out with different contractors in the area. But when my truck broke down, my truck was the main vehicle for delivering gas. It was a shock. No, it wasn't a shock. That's an old truck. It was just inconvenient. And up until then, because of the way I had the truck set up, because it was equipped to deliver gas, when things would go wrong with it, it was easier for me to just put money towards getting it fixed. And this last repair that it needed cost about the same amount of the truck. So then I was like, (laughs) so when it broke, I was like, okay, look, I ain't paying for that. Then for the whole business, then it became a situation of, okay, so do I get another pickup and just build it the way it was? Or do I get another truck and get a whole new setup for the direction I want the company to go? Since the truck was down and I wasn't able to deliver gas anyway, I couldn't think of a better time to just relaunch 
everything all together. So I did take the steps needed to order a larger truck. What we were doing initially was a pickup truck with a 95-gallon transfer tank on it. So if you can picture the silver tanks that you will see on the back of the pickup trucks at like construction sites and for like landscapers, that was our initial setup. We had a pump, a tank, a meter, and we just drive to people's houses and deliver their gas that way. What we're transferring to is one of the larger trucks. So it's a a 1,000-gallon tanker that is equipped for wet hosing. So we will still be able to either fill our pickups that we will probably always have, more than one being the key. And we can either refill our pickups or we'll be able to go and another part of our service is we refill the gas for like fleets and companies that have like fleets of vehicles. So we'll be able to go and refuel for them as well. So since I knew that was the next step, and I also knew it was time for me to take my business to the next level, which we can talk about a little bit, it just made more sense to go with the larger truck. So that's what I'm doing. So as far as taking my business to the next level, once I launched, initially it was very easy to focus on delivering gas to people. And it was because one, nobody wants to go to the gas station. (laughs) So it was easy, like having conversations with people that were like, what, you'll bring the gas to my car? Yes, you can. Thank you very much. And then they would sign up and the company was really doing very well. But I had quite a few things that I wanted to do with the company. I wanted to be able to deliver to larger fleets. I wanted to be able to get into the game as far as delivering to municipalities and delivering for like the city and the counties and for like fire departments and police stations and things like that. I wanted to be able to deliver to larger fleets. And the way I had things set up with just my one truck at 95 gallons, they take off so fast. And when you're a solopreneur and you're doing so much, the days just fly by. And you look around and it's the end of the day, it's the end of the week, the end of the month, and the year has gone by. And yes, the business was successful, which is great. That's what you want to do. But as an entrepreneur, as someone who owns a company, I needed to be able to spend more time focused on building the company, not actually out delivering the gas. So to all the people that are out there that know me and love me and had been telling me that pretty significantly and consistently for the last three years, I hear what y'all are saying now. Thank you very much. This is me acknowledging your wisdom and thank you and letting you know that I have decided to take, I finally decided to take your advice. I was forced to take it, but I still took your advice. I know y'all were there. It was in my mind. That's the way I'm building now. The goal is to have a larger couple of tankers and to actually have an administrator in the office or an office manager to actually run the business and overlook the drivers. And then I'll do more along the lines of building the company. So that's where I am now as well with Pump 5. One of the huge things that you hear all the time when it comes to like entrepreneurship and building a business, a lot of times people will say that your business is a reflection of you. So there's something to be said about the circle you keep and the people that you spend most of your time with. Because the business is so busy and because I had so much going on just between business and my kids and normal life, my circle was like my kids. (laughs) I really hadn't done much along the lines of hanging out with other people. So that is actually another thing that I'll talk about in a little bit. I did get involved in an incubator program to get more insight and being around more people that are other entrepreneurs so we can work together to build our individual businesses together. As I purchase more trucks, one of the focuses now is also raising money. That was actually one of the things that I was intimidated by. And it wasn't because, I don't know, early on in the business, I had kind of gotten involved with a local organization, which is actually a cool organization. And I don't think like being involved with them is a bad thing at all. 
But in dealing with them, I was given access to different like investors in the area and different business owners and different people that may or may not be interested in helping to grow my business. And I could tell during our conversations that we all weren't having the same conversation. A couple times I could tell. And it wasn't always and it wasn't with all of the people. So I definitely want to make that clear. I mean, they really are a great group and I feel good about their mission. I think their intention was to genuinely help me. So I'm not negating that at all. But I could tell with a couple conversations that for one conversation that I'm thinking of, it was me and two other gentlemen and the three of us were having a conversation and the two of them were having a conversation. And I could tell that we weren't all saying the same thing and it creeped me out. (laughs) Because one, this is my business. This is my baby. This is something that I've been building for years. But I didn't feel good about their intentions. In my gut, I just felt like there was something kind of underhanded going on. So I honestly ended conversations with investors altogether when it came to Pump 5 at that point. And the reason for that was I knew there was enough of the industry that was insider information. And I didn't have any of that insider information. <laughs> And I sure wasn't about to find out the hard way. So until I got a chance to actually research it myself and understand more things and and get to know more about the industry as a whole and the conversations and the expectations and a few of the words that they were using amongst themselves, I didn't want to to proceed or to go forward with any of other of those relationships. So I kind of shelved that for a little while. But now I'm actively in a position where the incubator that I'm participating in is literally to help me to build my business to invest with people, but it's also focused on women like me who just don't have any information or any insight in the industry. And so the way they are breaking things down is perfect for where I am in this journey. So I'm able to learn a lot. And that's actually really helpful for me at this point in relaunching Pump 5. It's beautiful how relaunching Pump 5 is my intention. And it's my goal now. It's the thing that I'm actually focused on. And then this other resource kind of presented itself for me to be able to do it the way I want to. So that's great. So I'm rebuilding my customer base and just relaunching the whole thing, getting help with my brand marketing and just the different locations. We're kind of looking at another location, which is, I'll kind of keep that under wraps for now. (laughs) I'll share that a little bit with y'all later on. So we'll either be having services there and here or services just there. I haven't fully decided yet, but we'll see how it goes. We'll probably be talking a little bit more about that next month when we have our next messy middle discussion. All right. So at this time, we'd like to give a special shout out to our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, for delivering quality car service directly to our members. Our members don't go to the gas station. Our members don't have to worry about taking their car to have it detailed and leaving it there all day. And our members also don't have to worry about having to plan a special trip in their busy lives just to go and have their tires taken care of. They use our company app to schedule all those services at their convenience and our specially trained providers will bring those services directly to their car. We deliver gas on site, we provide tire service on site, and we also provide auto detailing at our members' convenience. So how does your life look? Do you have any extra time specifically to set aside for anything extra that also includes having your car taken care of? Our Pump 5 members don't, and they don't have to. So be sure to look into Pump 5. That's www.pump5.com. That's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E.com. So our service providers can deliver our services directly to your car. Pump 5 was recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. That is www.podcasttown.com. Be sure to check them out for all your podcasting needs. Thank you very much. The next thing that I wanted to focus on is my podcast, The Chapter Next. 
like I said, this is still relatively new. So this is so much fun. And I'm so inspired by the different ladies that I've been able to talk to, the different ladies that I've been able to interview, but even more so, I'm excited for the women that it will help. For y'all, for the different people that are actively deciding, okay, I'm gonna go after whatever this next thing is. And we can talk about it and chat about it together. So I really want to make sure to do this excellently. So one of the things that I'm focusing on is like getting new guests, people that I want to have on the podcast, sidebar. If you are a woman over 40 who is currently approaching the next chapter of your life, whatever that is, if you'd like to be a guest here on the Chapter Next podcast, feel free to reach out. Our email address is thrive at the chapter next podcast.com. Or you can reach out to us on Facebook or on Instagram and just let us know whatever your story is and that you'd love to come on and talk to us. I would love to have you on as a guest. I'd, part of this celebration is for all of us to feel, <laughs> to, to recognize the fact that we are in this together. If you are interested in being on an episode or if you know someone that would be a good person to be on, on an episode, feel free to let us know. If either of y'all know uh, Rada Blank or Tabitha Brown, those are also women that I would love to have as guests on the episode. Or if they just want to call and chat and just talk for fun, I'm down for that too. I'm sure we'd all have a good, a good conversation. But those are also women that I would love to have on the Chapter Next podcast, especially um, Rada Blank. If you guys, just a shout out here, if you guys have seen the 40-year-old version on Netflix and you were inspired by her story at all, just the whole idea of her being over 40 and wanting to go after a career in hip hop. And she's a playwright who finds herself having very interesting conversations with just different people that are not of the community, but are presenting things to the community about what the community needs, which is hilarious. But y'all have got to watch it. Here again, if anybody knows her and she'd like to be a guest on the podcast, I would like to invite you to make whatever connection you need and invite her to come and talk to us or talk to me. Tabitha Brown as well. Y'all have got to know her. If you don't, the lady is just full of smiles, love, and sunshine. And she's just awesome. But she's also a woman who's over 40 who was driving for Uber a couple years ago. And she did a wonderful review of a sandwich that she had to eat from Trader Joe's. And she, her career has just has since taken off. Any connections there would be grateful as well. But it doesn't have to be somebody that's already super well-known. I think a huge part of reminding us that I'm purposely making sure that I have women on here that are being spectacular and being powerful and being purposeful about going after whatever the next goal is. And it doesn't have to be somebody that's famous. Most of us aren't. I mean, we're awesome and we're, we're great, but there's nothing famous about me or a lot of the other folks that are on here. And actually, I'm at peace with that. I feel like we all need to see ourselves in the woman sitting next to us and see our power and our beauty and our glow based on hers. Because when it comes down to it, we're all so much alike. So keep that in mind, y'all. And we'd also like to hear from you. Just with the chapter next growing like it is, I definitely want to make sure that it's built on purpose and that every episode that you hear is inspiring, that you can kind of hear me talking about my issues with my thyroid or me building my business or whatever and kind of get some resources from that or some insight on whatever it is that you can do to help you or benefit your life or benefit whatever you've got going on at that point. So that's the goal. I feel like this podcast was something that has been on my mind for so long. In some ways, I'm just super excited to be here. <laughs> and it's even when I can hear the interviews and the different women that I talk to and just hearing their struggles and hearing like where they are. And it's just exciting to one to see that it's actually something that has actually happened. It has come to fruition. But also these are just everyday women that we would normally see wherever. 
you normally see them like at the grocery store or taking their kids to school or Kalita out taking pictures or just being able to go and buy candles from Deshaun Russell, who we also talked to in an earlier episode about her transformation from being an educator to being a woman who owns a million dollar business selling candles, candles that are awesome. And here again, if you haven't heard that one yet, be sure to hop over and listen. Sean is just, <laughs> she is wonderful and funny and candid. And she shares her wisdom and her real story in a way that any woman over 40 can appreciate at this point. Because she had gotten to the point where she was just tired of dealing with the mess. And I think that's where we all are. So that is what's happening there. I'm learning to promote my podcast. I'm doing a little bit more on Instagram and Facebook. Y'all can find us there. So you'll see like some of my lives and just different things that I'm doing to kind of build my life, but also to encourage y'all to like try new things and go to new places and just do different things to figure out what it is you like. Because if you keep doing what you do every day, there might be something out there that you just totally love and fall in love with and you'll never know if you never try it. So my goal there is to try new things and go new places and share those experiences with y'all to kind of encourage you to, to try new things on your own as well. So that is the goal for that. As far as the podcast is concerned, to stay funny, stay consistent, and, and to share my journey with y'all as the podcast grows every step of the way. And then the last thing I'm working on, so I've got my health, Things with Pump 5, the chapter next podcast, and then me. So that's what I call this category. So the goal here is to share with y'all different things I'm doing to improve myself. So self-improvement. I think a huge part of what led me to the podcast was I got into a point in my life where I was asking myself, what do I want? I knew what I didn't want. I knew what I didn't want anymore. I knew the different influences I didn't want in my life anymore. I knew the different, like I knew that working a full-time job for 40, 50 hours a week wasn't going to work for me anymore. But I was so busy doing so many things that I didn't want to do that I wasn't purposely focusing on what I did want to do. And then there's different parts of my life and different parts of my character that I just gotten tired of where you're sitting there just wondering, what the heck and why am I still struggling with this? And so I'm being purposeful about going after dealing with those things. So one of those things is being more self-disciplined. One of the things that I remember hearing from E.T., the hip-hop preacher, so Eric Thomas, I don't know if you guys have heard the Secret to Success podcast. If you haven't, find it, listen to it. Start at the beginning, just take in all the knowledge. He's not even a woman, but I'm letting you know that it's an awesome podcast and you'll still get a lot from it. It's like sitting in the locker room, listening to the men talk amongst themselves. (laughs) But you still get a lot of really interesting, really good details from it. But one of the things he said was, in order to get something different, you have to do something different. And don't misunderstand me. It's not even like I feel like he's the only person that said it because he's not. But the reason it stuck out to me at that point is because I heard it at a time in my life when I needed to be reminded that I was literally doing the same thing for like the last 10, 15, 20 years, expecting something different. And that wasn't going to happen. So I am purposely going after these things, like literally like my issues with self-discipline. I've got three or four different tasks that I want to accomplish every day. So at the end of the day, I'm like, did you do it? And not even did you get it done? Because one of the other things I figured out about myself is I will literally In the past, when I have like, if I have one or two things or something that I want to do during my day, and let's say it gets to be like nine or 10 o'clock at night and I hadn't done it, then I would like get in and like mush it in. You know what I mean? Just to make sure I could be like, oh, I did it. But the goal here, since I'm trying to be sure I'm changing my lifestyle and changing my self-discipline altogether, is to be sure to work those things into my day. 
I don't want to be sitting at home at 10 o'clock doing like 10 burpees because I told myself I would get them done today. Not even just getting them done, but getting them done in a way where I'm not like turning up at 9.30 at night to be sure I'm wishing in. So working them throughout my whole day. So that is something that I'm working on. So every day I've got these things. So by the time it does get to be evening, I'm like, okay, did you get it done? And it's been kind of cool because I think in the past I've kind of dealt with myself and my change as like this. If you don't get it done, then you'll have to deal with whatever this punishment deal is. Like something that, you know what I mean? A way I didn't like celebrate myself or something that I didn't take care of. But now it's not even that. It's just more, I don't want to end my day and look at myself and be like, dang it, you missed it. Like that feeling is the worst for me. Just having my own personal accountability. But even more so, it's more important to me right now, I think, to work myself into being the person that I want to be. And in order to do that, in order to be a successful entrepreneur, to be the kind of mom I want to be and and be there for my girls, to be the woman that I can look at and feel good about, part of that is making sure that I'm being self-disciplined and keeping my word to myself and helping me to do what I said I would. So that's one of the things that I'm working on. I'm also working on, like I said, the things with my health. So the juicing and the water, being sure that the juices are prepared. I have hired my children to make my juices. Once I decided that this was something that I wanted to do, I did start researching it a little bit to find out, okay, how much does it cost to have somebody make my juices? You know what I mean? Just some outside person. I even reached out to a few local people that I know. That's kind of what they do. They make juices or the ginger shots and things like that. And I actually didn't get an answer back from them, which surprised me a little bit, but just a little because I know we're all busy. Then there's different companies in the area that will do it. And after I did the math and figured out how much it would cost to actually have someone prepare them and send them to me, I also figured out it might be a little more cost, not much, but a little more cost effective to just have them made in my home. My girls are 14 and 16, so they're at the age where they want money. They could both actually work outside of the house, but I'm an entrepreneur and the tax credits are wonderful, so they can help with Pump 5 and they can also make this juice thing. And they want to. They want to be able to have the money as well. So one of my daughters, my 16-year-old actually does the prep. So I buy all the fruits and vegetables. But then my 16-year-old does all the prepping. So she washes and cuts and peels whatever needs to be peeled and gets it ready. And then my 14-year-old is responsible for actually doing the juicing and putting them away and washing and putting the juicer away. So that's the process that I'm doing to be sure that I have the juice I need every day for the next day. And I buy the juices and the fruits and vegetables that I need for the juices in like a week in advance. So the girls will have everything they need. So that's kind of Part of that, it goes into the whole being self-disciplined, making sure they have everything they need in order to be successful. So that's kind of working as well. The cool thing is, I know I mentioned that the Joe Cross video earlier, the fat, sick, and nearly dead, he actually has a juicing program that he offers. I'm not like supporting that or not either way, but one of the cool things that he does offer is on the app is you get different juice recipes. So it's not like I have to figure out what kind of juice am I going to make. Like I can literally look through them and find the ones They actually have some in there that are like thyroid friendly and things like that. And I also tend to lean towards the green juices a little bit more than just the ones with lots of fruits in it. I don't want to start or end my day with just a bunch of sugar, even if it's from fruit. That's not what I'm looking for for my body. So that's really helpful. If you need that, that's one of the things that's available too. So that's kind of one of the things that I'm taking care of. So like the juicing and the water and being sure to keep moving. So with the swimming and the different classes that I'm taking, the walking, And the daily stretching that kind of preserve my back that (laughs) does its own thing apparently right now. So that is one of the things that I'm working on. So that is the gist of it. One of the things that I'm also thinking of with me is something that I heard just recently is 
Oh, I was reading You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I don't know if you've read her book. If you haven't, go get it. If you are at a point at all in your life where you're kind of asking questions about what's next and you want to come up with your own plan for what to do, that book is a great place to start. But one of the things she had mentioned was pay attention to the little thoughts that you have. Like, you know, you always have the big stuff, the stuff that you kind of are purposeful about for your normal life. You know what I mean? Bills that need to be paid, picking up the kids, dropping off the kids, going to whatever class you have and things like that. But every now and again, you'll have like, I don't know, I feel like I have little thoughts that just come out of nowhere. And one of the things I figured out about myself is I genuinely like giving gifts, like real gifts. Like It's interesting to kind of notice that about myself because like, I don't know, you know how like some people, they're pretty good at like, you can just go on Amazon and click a couple of times and send a gift card and you're happy about it. I personally like knowing things about people, getting to know people, figuring out what they really like and sending them really good gifts or giving people things that they really need. That's probably why Pump 5 works so well for me because I'm literally helping people to meet a need that they can't go throughout their life without meeting. They could go to the gas station themselves, but I remember how it felt to be a mom going to the gas station in the cold, in the rain or the snow with my kids at night and Lord forbid I had cash. Because you literally have to get the kids out of the car and drag them into the gas station to pay to come back out, snap them back into their car seats and pump the gas. Like, I just remember that. And so that was actually once I realized that that would be a need that I could meet for somebody or for some people, everything else about me being excited for pump five was just extra. I mean, but just being able to meet that need. So that's really something I like. I genuinely like being able to give people good, meaningful gifts. I just remember talking to a friend the other day and I was like, if I could figure out how to get paid millions of dollars to give people gifts (laughs) or to give people stuff, that'd be perfect. Like if you can picture like a a personalized Santa Claus of sorts, that's not even what I want. That's not like I necessarily want to walk around giving people like specialized shirts or anything like that, but I want it to be something meaningful and something that can help them. And that was just something that I put out there. The reason I mentioned you are a badass is because one of the things Jen Sincero mentions is to pay attention to those smaller thoughts, but to also like speak them, like say them out loud, even if you just write it down, even if you just journal about it, even if you just say it out loud to yourself, but give it back to the universe. And she talks a lot about the universe and we won't even get in on that, but I mean, just putting it out there and letting it go. And so that was kind of something I did. And then just recently, like I mentioned earlier, I'm in this incubator program that's teaching me how to tap into the, the world of investing. So something that kind of Just went past my brain. I haven't done anything with it. I don't know when I'll do something with it, but I want y'all to hang on to it and keep a lookout. It's just being a venture capitalist, being an investor. So I was listening to Arlen Hamilton's podcast. Her podcast is Your First Million. And her thing is pretty much like talking to different people and giving people insight on how to do their first million whatever, whether it's your first million dollars, your first million episodes, your first million exercises, whatever your thing is. And so the last lady that I was listening to, super cool lady, one of her things was she had pretty much started building at a pretty early age. So she had a job in IT. She was working to be sure and she had issues with her family. So she literally ran home from an abusive situation when she was 16. But by the time she left, she had already learned how to code. Like she knew how to like write code and program computers. So Liz Fong Jones, and like I said, it's Your First Million by Arlen Hamilton. And one of the things that she did was as she went through just different professional things, it's like she was able to, once she left at 16, she had a real job that was paying $20 an hour. She was able to kind of 
build her lifestyle in a way where now she's a huge advocate for trans women and she is a trans woman as well. But for her specifically, like now she's a millionaire and she invested in Arlen's fund, who I hope I mentioned Arlen is a venture capitalist, but she invested in the fund because she felt good about having a good amount of money and being able to use her money to purposely support a cause that she felt good about and that she felt like needed a support. Ireland's fund is literally to give money to women and underrepresented business owners that need funds to handle their business. So Liz felt good about being able to give, like she'd already bought herself a home. She and her partner, she and her wife, their life that they were living, they felt good about and they were comfortable financially. And she felt good that when she got to the point where she could give money to invest in a cause, that it could be a cause that she felt good about and that she really felt like needed some type of some support. And so she was able to donate to Ireland's fund. And the cool thing is, I was just thinking about that. And I just like the idea of literally having 10, 30, 50 million dollars and being able to use it to help other women that look just like me or other women or other underrepresented audiences or people that would otherwise not have the help they need to build whatever business that they need to build in order to help society. Like that excites me. So here again, I went through all of that to explain it's on the back of my mind. So hang on to it. 10 years from now, after if y'all hear this and you say to yourself, I wonder how that went. Hopefully by then my life is speaking to whatever I've decided to do. And, and that's definitely something that's on the forefront. So that is all. I just wanted to share a little bit more. I feel like building a business and living life is really important. There's so much about like TV and things that you look at it and it just like jumps from scene to scene. You know what I mean? Somebody's leaving home and they're tired and exhausted about going to work. And in the next scene, they're at work and they're tired. And people, everything's going crazy and they're needed. But what you don't see is that little thing in the middle, like the jacked up drive and dropping off the kids and getting stuck in traffic and things like that. And so my goal with the messy middle is to do that. I want to be able to focus a lot more on the things that are going on in the meantime. So I'll share things with y'all, like just how next month I'll let you know how the juicing thing is going. (laughs) A little bit more about my daily stretching and get y'all updated on Whatever issues, well, no, I won't get you updated on issues of my back because I won't have any. I'm not claiming that long term. I'll let you know a little bit more how things are going just where I am with Pump 5. I'll talk to you a little bit more about the podcast. Be sure to hop on and leave a review. That is very important to this whole podcast. (laughs) This whole podcast plan, y'all. Let me know what you think. Leave a review. Let us know how much you love us. In the meantime, if you have any questions or want to hear about anything else, be sure to like send me an email or let us know. Here again, we're on Facebook and Instagram, or you can send an email to thrive. So T-H-R-I-V-E at the chapter next podcast.com and let us know what your thoughts are there or any other suggestions for the podcast. I am open to suggestions and very teachable. Just send them with love and don't be mean. If you just want to send out some information or leave a review to be mean because you ain't got nothing else to do, don't. Just go do something else. We don't need that. But we'll take whatever (laughs) helpful, encouraging support and suggestions that you have to offer and, and we'll be grateful for them. So that is pretty much it. I would like to send a special shout out to our partners at Podcast Town. Y'all, Elsie sits across from me and listens to me ramble long before I actually start recording. So by the time I do my podcast, his, his knowledge and his wisdom and his assistance is really invaluable. Like I appreciate it very much, but look them up. The whole process is seamless. And my whole journey as a podcaster has just been a lot of fun. And I understand that's not always the case because not everybody has a producer and the support that I have been given that has been awesome. So look them up, Podcast Town. And check them out as well. I'd also like to send a special shout out to all of the ladies that have been guests on the podcast up until now. Sean, with her wisdom and her candor and her sense of humor, 
she's just honestly been invaluable and her business has been succeeding as a result of it. Y'all check her out. She's at the Southern Elegance Candle Company. She is still doing successfully. She is growing like tremendously. That $1.5 million location that she had mentioned is definitely coming through for her because her business is growing substantially. So check her out. I know things with Hyacinth have been going well as well. Concoctions is in Milwaukee and they are still serving up wonderful drinks and, and bringing the best customer service in town. So be sure to look her up as well. And Kalita is also still, we are uh, finally getting together to work out my personal brand, y'all. And she is living up to everything she has promised. It's been a wonderful experience and I'm grateful for her help. So that is it. Just looking forward to all the future guests that are coming. And thank y'all for sitting and listening to me. Hopefully we can all be learning and growing together. Be sure to let us know what you're growing in and what you're working on. What's your messy middle looking like right now? What are you working on? What are you hoping for? What are you dreaming about? And what are the next couple steps that you'll need to take in order to make those dreams come true? So that is it. And thank you for listening to us today, y'all. Have a good day. Hello, ladies. So if you'll remember one of the earlier episodes when I was sharing my experience with just transitioning from working full time for someone else and starting my own business as a business owner, one of the things that I was doing was I was a serial entrepreneur, meaning I was delivering just about everything. I was delivering people, packages, food, all kinds of stuff. But one of the experiences that stuck out to me the most was I was a driver for Lyft, I was an independent contractor for them, and I was also an independent contractor for DoorDash. And the reason I'm mentioning this to you is because I know one of the concerns people that are transitioning have is I just don't have enough money. I can't pay for this, or I don't have any extra money in my world to do whatever this other thing is. And so I would like to encourage you to consider Lyft or DoorDash as a side hustle or just something to do on the side. So I'm going to post a link in the show notes. I know right now there's always different promotions that they're having. Right now, if you start driving in my area, you can get up to an $800 bonus for being a Lyft driver. Or if you want to deliver for DoorDash, they offer bonuses as well. So I'm going to include the links for both of those options in the show notes. Feel free to go and look them over, review them, and see if that's something that's interesting to you. If you decide to do it, great. Tell them to leave the you if you decide not to and that, that those things are not for you. Just do a little more research and see what different gigs or different like side jobs that you could do for a little extra money or to free up a little more time that may be available to you. So thank you all again for listening. I am Talithia Thompson, a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. 